Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Brewfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, milehighsports.com. You can listen, 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in Mike Chambers, covers the avalanche for the Denver Post. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Eric. How much good to better? Hear from you. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, how much better do you feel about uh, the Avalanche after the trade deadline, uh, especially now that they have a veteran backup goaltender? Well, this was the best team in the NHL a week ago, and I still think that they're probably the team to beat or among the top five. Um, how much did they get better? I think that they, I think in terms of depth, they. Uh, uh, produce some needs, um, some minor needs, some obscure needs. But I think Patrick Nemeth on the blue line was a fantastic addition. He's a PK guy. He blocks shots. Um, he's an own zone guy that maybe the Avs don't have enough of now with Eric Johnson out for the season. Um, and Ian Cole traded and Zadorov traded. So I think Nemeth is going to add something on the back end, and I think Carl Soderberg, that's kind of a head-scratcher in a way. Um, well, you know what's something funny, Mike? It's depth, yeah. Years ago, they desperately needed a guy like Carl Soderberg. Now, with the depth of this lineup, you're like, where the hell are you going to put him on the ice? Yeah, I mean, Tyson Joe has been doing a great job as that third-line center. I'm not sure if so, uh, Carl is uh, slide into that spot and what's going to happen to Joe. But that, that spot, it, it started at the start of the season with JT Comfort. And then he got hurt and Joe's just been playing it lately. But yeah, this, this team is so deep and healthy right now up front. Um, it's kind of interesting. I mean, maybe Soderberg, I can't say that name. Maybe Soderberg plays just in certain situations against certain teams. I'm not sure, but I'm sure we're going to find out here tonight or or tomorrow. Devin Dubnik, of course, so that's maybe in some ways the headliner because of what the Avs endured in the postseason last year when their goalie depth was tested severely. Why did he make the most sense for the Avs here at the deadline? Well, I think he was, he's just a guy that's, he's, he's a massively built dude at six foot six, 220 pounds. And he's experienced. He, he's played in this league for a long time. He's got 250 career wins. And he's he's a guy that you can put in there and and know that he's going to compete and play with confidence. Um, and he's going to enjoy the opportunity to have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, Joe Hansen, on the other hand, I, I just don't think that uh, mentally and experience-wise, he's, he's your number two guy. I think he slots in well as a three guy and he can play a little bit down the stretch and maybe in the playoffs a game or two but I don't think you want him as your as your primary backup but I think that 
the position overall right now is in good shape. I think with those three goalies, every NHL team has to carry three goalies. And I think that that, that position looks pretty good right now. I don't think it's the best that it's ever been, but I think Dubnik's addition really makes it a lot stronger. We are talking with Mike Chambers, covers the Avalanche for the Denver Post. Here was a signing that flies really low on the radar, unless you are a hardcore hockey fan. I don't think a lot of people know the name Liam O'Brien, but was yeah. he brought in specifically to play against Vegas in the playoffs? I think so. Um we didn't even know who he was. He was on an AHL deal. <laughs> we didn't, and, and you're a hockey guy. We didn't even know who the hell he was. Well, yeah, but typically we don't really follow the Eagles players that are on a, just an AHL contract because that kind of says that the Abs aren't interested in them, but they, like, round out the depth at the Eagles. So I wasn't really aware of this guy. And then all of a sudden they, they, they sign him to an NHL deal. And then all of a sudden he's playing a game. And pregame, I remember we asked Bednar what this guy is all about. He says, well, he's a wrecking ball. And sure enough, that's what he is. And he's kind of fun to watch. He's got that beard and then that that just stare to him, that grin. And he, he's just – he doesn't seem like he's scared of anything. And I think that he is a weapon that the Avs are going to combat against – teams like Vegas, those big and heavy teams, and that's, and that's something I don't think the Avs had before Liam O'Brien. So he's a Chris Simon, but without the skills. Not quite as big. Right, um, but in terms of being a wrecking ball, you fear, well, just, when you see this guy on the ice, you don't mess with him. Yeah, I mean, it's the kind of thing that if, if other teams are taking runs at McKinnon um, and the other star players, they just know that O'Brien's in the lineup and he's going to come looking for you. Right. And I love it in hockey. I mean, some people think that, you know, me and my fighting is way off the charts and that's old school hockey, but it's a deterrent. And I love the a deterrent. It keeps guys honest. And after dabbling from college hockey to the NHL over the years for 25 plus years, I've seen how in college hockey, it's not a deterrent because you can't really fight. And it's something that belongs in the game, in my opinion. And I think the Avs have a pretty good, tough guy in this O'Brien. Saw uh, on uh, CBSSports.com noted that uh, the 17 deadline deals this year are, are t- on, on, that were made today, the lowest since 2000. Why do you think that the deadline league-wide was relatively quiet compared to some other years? That's an interesting question. Um, I think it's got to be probably something COVID related and how um, it's, it's a flat cap. It's going to stay flat and teams just don't have a lot of room. Um, I know in almost, or I, I should say most of the trades, the team that's selling is retaining a lot of money. Uh Um, So I think that plays into it. I I think it's gotta be something around COVID because, you know, basically in the off-season, free agencies and, and stuff, guys were signing so for so much less than normal. So, yeah, that's I, I got to say it's got to, it's got to be COVID. When uh, people listen to this show, they probably think not only do I talk a lot, but I probably talk too much. With that, yeah. I listen to every word my partner says and our guests say, and I remember what they say years later. 
So I want to refresh your memory about a conversation we had last year. And we talked about the Avs going into the bubble. And I said to you, in some ways, are you really looking forward to the Avalanche making a run for the Cup knowing you really can't cover them the way that you want to? And you said, Eric, you said, Eric, honestly, not really. Not really. I would like them to win the Cup, but if I can't be there, it's not really as fun. A year later, how are you feeling? Kind of halfway there. I mean, we've got some fans in the building. Uh, we're back in the press box. We were watching the game, freezing our tails off on the uh, concessions area. Um, but I, I, it's we're getting back, and I think it would be a fun cup run. I figured that we're going to travel at that point. Um, so, yeah, it's not in a bubble. A bubble. So I think it's going to be a lot more fun, and I'd love to see it. I mean, I haven't covered one in 20 years. So to answer your question, it is different, but we're not quite there. Well, I'm hoping you can see it. I know you have an appointment coming up in four minutes, and when you do see it, hopefully you see it a little bit better, if you know what I mean. I got you, brother. <laughs> my man. Mike Chambers, Denver Post, covers the Avalanche. Hope to hope to have you on again, my friend. Love to. Thanks. All right, Mike Chambers. He's getting ready to go see the optometrist. So he'll be able to see the game a lot better. Get that uh, that that those contact lenses or the glasses prescriptions. Very important. Yeah, it is. Optometrist, not the ophthalmologist. Right? What did I say? Optometrist. Yeah, I always get that stuff wrong. Yeah, like the the ophthalmologist is like uh, the eye doctor. The optometrist is where you get your you go in and they do you know number one, number two, one, two, and you're like uh, two's a little better than one. Right. Three and four. Coming up after the break, a Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question to our friends Ty, Cal, Kate, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Jason Lockhon 4 of CBS Sports is reporting what a lot of people are reporting. The San Francisco 49ers are going to take Mac Jones. Is this a sleight of hand? Are the 49ers basically just trying to play with everybody and make everybody think they're going to do one thing when they're going to really do something else? That's next. Whoa.